You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? I want to tell you, every single morning, I wake up about 4.45 to 5 o'clock every single morning on the way to the gym, I listen to mindset training. Mindset training. It is the vitamin of entrepreneurship. Because how you think about yourself and how you think about others and how you think about the process and how you think about seasons and how you think about pressure and resistance and failure and how you think, how you think determines how high you fly. It doesn't matter how good your marketing is. If at the end of the day, you have a poverty mindset and you don't believe in yourself and you, uh, you get lost in the weeds of self doubts and all these things. Mindset is so important. That's why we, when we, started a new version of CK, was it six months ago, we added weekly mindset training in here because even the people at the very top of their game, it's funny, I'm going on a rant here because it's just like, let's, let's go. I want you guys to, to grow, not only your business, but your lives to become better humans from being here. But it's funny how the people at the top are more hungry for mindset training and anything that they can get even they're, they're, they're more willing to learn from other people. It's, it's only the people at the bottom who have this egotistical, I don't need this. It's crazy. It's crazy. The more money I make and the bigger my companies get and the more we grow, the more I'm chasing. Hey, what can this person, what can I learn from you? We, we go to, when we go out, I mean, my wife and I will take people out to dinner. I'm asking people questions. It's like, it's very rare that at this point we go hang out with someone who is ahead of me <laughs> and I'm asking them questions because there's always something you can learn from somebody. There's always something you can learn from somebody. So anyways, just take that with a grain of salt. I hope you're fired up, ready to go, 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 go. ASS new records, the mindset of a millionaire or billionaire, whatever you want. Billionaire is a little bit harder to get to, but it's still possible. Here we go. Write this down. The first line of the day. You cannot have something on the outside that you cannot sustain on the inside. You cannot have something on the outside that you cannot sustain on the inside. I tell you, when your mindset is tuned up, told um, one of our advisors the other day how much time I spend per week just tuning up the inside. Tuning up the inside. I'm spending time rehearsing my week. I'm spending time doing reviews. I'm spending time listening to mindset training. I am tuned on the inside. Every time we get to Sunday, the last half of my day on Sunday is spent tuning me on the inside so that I can advance and take ground and hold grounds during the week. Because you can't have something on the outside that you can't sustain on the inside. As crazy as it seems, I've seen hundreds of people come through this program. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And we see success and they get some momentum. And uh, they come in and you'll see them post and be like, oh my God, I just made four grand up front. Never collected this much before. Or be like, I got my first client from paid traffic. My God, my life has changed. And they have this quick moment of advancement where they move forward. And as many times as I've, as I've seen people come through and get wins and results, I've seen even more people go right back plummeting to the bottom 
to the same level that they were at when they came in. Why? It's because they got somewhere tactically that they didn't know how to hang on to internally. All right, they came in, they got some wins tactically, they went through the training, they got on some calls and little bit by little bit, they started to grow. They attended some mindset trainings. They like, you know what? I am worth more money and I can't do this. And I'm going to welcome the pressure. And then they got somewhere that they weren't able to hang on to internally. Excuse me, I'm thought because this is like, this is probably the Achilles heel of, well, most people in the world today is how they think. Is another rider down or you can get anywhere you want tactically, but once you take new grounds, you have to keep it, learn how to defend it. And that is an inside game. It's an inside game. That's why it bothers me so much when people get to this weird place where they just feel like they can fix something once and never have to fix it again. Like, oh, I've already, I've already fixed my mindset. I've already fixed my internal state. It's like, bro, you ate a good meal one time. You worked out one time. The mindset of a millionaire is always maintaining, always getting to that next level. It's oftentimes easier to go back down to a level where it feels comfortable than it is to stay put and develop the new character, the new tolerances and the new patterns that are required to, to maintain a level of performance. This is why I have such a strong conviction about elite in case you're wondering elite for us was something we created so that people could sustain momentum. 10 weeks. If you haven't noticed, is pretty quick. <laughs> you probably have noticed if you're just hopping in here, maybe you're in the middle, but 10 weeks will go by pretty quick. And that's why at, even at the beginning, we're like, get your ass to work because 10 weeks is gone before you know it. And elite came about because, you know, we see, we saw these people getting momentum and they started getting into the momentum flow and they started changing and started implementing the processes. And from a tactical standpoint, they started growing and they even got some growth from a personal breakthrough level. And we, we were like, we have to create an environment where people can maintain this and they can learn to sustain this because I'll tell you this, there's a big difference between coming in and having one good month versus having six good months and normalizing your whole identity around a new level. There's a big difference between that. A lot of people can come in and make $100,000 in 10 weeks. A lot of people can come in and have a $60,000 month one time. Think of a client way back when who came in and he grew his agency from $7,500 a month-ish to about 85K a month. He was about to cross over 100K. And um, I kind of follow him because we're friends, but he ended up leaving. And this was three years ago, two and a half years ago. And I just saw him announce that he's going back to an offer that he hated. It was, he basically got into CK to build an offer to get away from what he was doing. And we did that, got him close to 100K a month. And now he's back at the same offer that he tried to get away from two and a half years ago. And he's pricing it the same amount of money that he was pricing it two and a half years ago. Got to a place tactically, but didn't know how to hold on to it internally. And, you know, no judgment here, but I'm just saying if your goal is 
you know, if your goal is I want a quick peak of growth and then I want to go right back down the other side of the mountain and struggle again, <laughs> then, you know, ignore what I'm telling you. But if your goal is I want long term, I want to sustain, I want to maintain. Now, I don't want to have to worry about this all the time. Let me teach you how to build patterns. Let me teach you how to build the inner fortitude to say, you know what, I can go take that mountain, but then I'm going to be able to keep it. Because the purpose of your life is to constantly be expanding into new territory, constantly be in growth mode. There's no way that you can be in growth mode if you keep losing the same mountain over and over and over. That's not growth. That's stagnation. It's like this client two and a half, three years ago, where he's like, he's trying to take the same exact mountain that he's been trying to take for three years. He'll get it, he'll lose it. He'll get it, he'll lose it. He'll get it. That's not an existence you want. That's not where growth comes from. So that's my intro. I'm going to talk to you about four questions that millionaire mindset people ask themselves. And I'm going to give you three things that you can focus on on a daily basis that no matter what's happening to you, whether you're in the middle of a storm or whether you're in the middle of an amazing season, you focus on these three things and it's going to give you consistency. This is just really good, old-fashioned, basic, foundational mindset principles of how to make sure that you have a life of growth rather than a life of constantly moving backwards, one step forward, two steps back, okay? Question number one, what is this teaching me? Question number one is, what is this teaching me? There are always going to be things, always, always going to be things that take you off the field for a moment. It's easy to look at your life and your friendships or your relationships or your significant other or whatever, any of the other stuff, and you think, well, shit, why is this happening? Amateurs ask, why is this happening? Professionals say, what is this teaching me? I remember way back when I was listening to old, you know, when I first got into business, y'all, like I was basically, I was literally poor, not basically poor. I was like, literally, we didn't have anything. And I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to work at a church. That was my goal from when I was a little kid. And I ended up getting that. And I was able to work for a church. But then I decided I wanted to like be able to make sure my wife had food to eat. And I couldn't make enough money at the church to do that. I'm not saying every church is this way. I'm just saying this is where I came from. And I remember driving in my 2001 Pontiac Grand Prix. Anybody remember Pontiac? <laughs> Old. My dad had given me this car and it had 180,000 miles on it. And I remember driving around on my way to work, getting Starbucks, and I was listening to this guy, a little motivational speaker by the name of Jim Rohn. Anybody knows uh, the late, great Jim Rohn? And I remember him telling me that philosophy is the most important part of the equation. Not your circumstances, not your job, not what's happening to you. I remember thinking, this guy is crazy. That, to me, when I thought philosophy, I thought Seneca or Aristotle, like old philosophy. But philosophy is basically what you believe about what's happening to you or for you. But I kept listening to this guy and I kept pushing. And I remember I went through a season where I was up at four in the morning and I would go at 4.30 to work on my business, which was basically just I was building a website. I was an idiot. I did all the things that we tell people now not to do because I had to learn it the hard way. 
And as things would happen to me, I've slowly started understanding that the people who are rich and the people who are poor, the same things happen to both of those people. People who are rich go through trouble. They go through heartache. They go through resistance, just like poor people. They go through all the same shit. But the difference is, is when someone at the bottom goes through that, they ask why. And when someone at the top goes through that, they ask, what can I learn from this? What is this teaching me? Why is this happening for me? So I can actually figure out the secrets, grab the lesson and move on to the next thing. Now you may be like, Taylor, this sounds really basic. This is obvious. Okay, well, let's do a quiz. How many times in the last 10 days have you, whether it's complaining to someone else or complaining to yourself, have you complained about something not working out for you and wondered why? It doesn't matter if it's verbalized. It doesn't matter if it's in the public. What matters is from a philosophy standpoint, you're not viewing your circumstances correctly. Here's the correct way to look at it. Everything is tuition. It's happening for you to teach you something and to give you an advantage. What is this teaching me? Here's a writer downer. Pain can be your teacher or your master. You get to decide. All right, number two. These are questions that the rich and wealthy and successful ask. Number two, ask, what if this works? Not what if it doesn't. Seems super duh as well, doesn't it? But stay with me. Neuroscience confirms that when we ask questions, we elicit answers. In fact, our brains are the most advanced solution producing devices on the planet. And uh, our conscious and our subconscious is designed to find answers to questions, right? There's a guy named Noah St. John who created the term affirmations, not affirmations, but affirmations. And basically his institute used this science to basically say, well, if the brain is designed to ask questions, we would get a lot further if instead of using affirmations, like I am the greatest, using affirmations, which is reframing that as a question, why am I the greatest? Because then the brain is going to go to work answering that question and what you search for, you will find. So if you ask this question, what if this doesn't work? You're going to answer that question. If you ask this question, why is it so hard? You're going to go out and find answers to that question that are going to be in alignment with the biases that it's not going to work versus asking, what if this works? Or why will this work? It's just a simple trick to be able to flip around how culture has programmed you to speak and to think. And here's the cool thing too, from a neuroscience standpoint, when the answer to a question is positive, we get dopamine. And when that happens, particularly when we're feeling expectant or optimistic, crazy shit happens. Your peripheral vision gets wider. You can see more. Your prefrontal cortex gets more blood flow actually expands. There's less cortisol in your blood. So your blood can actually move faster through your body, which means you get more, your whole body becomes more efficient from positivity. There's a reason, there's like a literal reason. This is what gives you the answer to why. Have you ever had that friend? You're like, nothing is going right. They're just so negative. Well, they're not negative because nothing is going right. It's the opposite. Nothing's going right because they're so negative. And when I, when I figured this out, man, like my whole life changed. And it's a difficult transition because at first you think, no way, it can't be that simple, but it is that simple. And 
the causation is actually internal. Whereas what we think is that the causation is external. Well, this isn't going right, and so I'm not in a good mood. No, it's not going right because you're not in a good mood. That's far more accurate. Far more accurate. Make sense? It's a quick cliff note to add here. Ask empowering questions. Let's try it. Ask empowering questions. If your goal is 40K this month, ask every night before you go to bed, why will I make 40K this month? How will I make 40K this month? Get these questions to be empowering towards your goal. Okay? Number three, think, how can I get better instead of why isn't this easier? Here's what's funny. The, uh, the same people complaining about Mondays. Oh, I hate Mondays. I have to go back to work. Are the same people that are wasting away Friday nights. The same people that are mistreating their friendships and not being loyal and gossiping are the, the same people who complain about nobody being for them when shit hits the fan. There are two types of people in the world, only two. The first wants things to get easier because they're tired of having to work for it. It's the type of person who wants to build a multi-million dollar business and wonders why it's so hard. Well, listen, it's hard because anything hard is worth it. And the second type of person are exclusively focused on how they can become better. And here's the thing. You can't hunt down targets oftentimes like this directly because what happens when you become stronger? Well, a byproduct of that, things do get easier. You go into the gym and you start bench pressing and you bench press 45 pounds just the bar. And then before you know it, that bar is easy. And then you can go up to 135 pounds. And before you know it, 135 pounds is easy. But it's not becoming easier. You're actually becoming stronger. The byproduct of that is it becomes easier. Imagine if you went into the gym and you're just like, well, how can I make this easier? They're doing all this shit, trying to make it easier and trying to get out of working hard. You're never actually going to build the requisite strength for it to, in fact, become easier. I'm in a position now where I feel like I haven't really done what I want to do. I'm at the very beginning, but I'm at a place where few people will ever get to in their entire lives. 1% or less of businesses make it to seven figures in the United States. And we got there in our first year. And I have never for a second been like, why is this so hard? Of course it's hard, man. Of course it's difficult. If you're right now, if the biggest thing stressing you out is Facebook disapproved your ads, you better fix your identity because you don't actually deserve for your business to take off. If you're all stressed out and upset and you're about to throw in the towel because you can't figure out how to get your sales up, you've got to reframe and you've got to become obsessed with, man, how, do, how can I get better? Because when you start getting frustrated and things are difficult, you've lost it. And there are going to be times when your weak self takes over. You got moments when you're, you're sulking around and you're like, why isn't this easier? But the key is to develop awareness around that and be able to actually fix it quickly. And so anytime I feel like I'm starting to get discouraged or something's hard, my solution is I'll go review my mission and my vision. I'm asking myself, why would it, why? Why would I want this if it were easy? Oh, man, I got to get stronger. I got to get tougher. I got to get more in tune. I've got to become better. And as you become better, 
things do get easier, but not because it just got easy, but because you leveled up your skill. You leveled up your skill. Number four, here's not, this isn't a question, but this is just a to do. What if you were like, man, Taylor sounds cool, but I am kind of at the place where, you know, I'm kind of discouraged and I have found myself asking why it's not easier several times. And uh, I don't really know how to focus on getting better. Let me give you the secret. Here's the secret. This is number four. When you're down, give. When you're down, give. This is such a contrarian viewpoint. And it's so effective. It's very counterintuitive, but it's so effective. Whenever I'm feeling like I'm stuck in poverty, I have a poverty mindset sometimes, guys. Guess what? doesn't matter how much money you make, you're going to get caught sometimes with a thinking pattern that you don't want. Whenever I feel like I'm in this place where I feel scarcity, I go give. Whenever I'm feeling like people aren't really on my side, I go serve somebody. I go get on their side. I really think this is like a major, major key because you're going to go through sales reps and you're going to get burned out from time to time with your business. But here's the thing. Anytime you feel like you're lacking some energy, you're lacking some drive, and you're just feeling down, go serve somebody, man. Go give something away to somebody. But we can get into all the science, but just do it. Just trust me and do it. When we become too obsessed with the outcomes and we lose sight of people and mission, just go down in the gutter. Start serving. Focus on serving, not selling. When you feel like you're running out of time, go give 40 minutes away to somebody who can never pay you back and help them. Real talk here. Real talk. When you feel like things are too hard, just remember this, giving isn't hard. Serving isn't hard. What are you complaining about? It's not that hard. You just help somebody. Uh, But here's the thing. When you're giving to get, that's hard because you can get burned out. Is what, what about when you give to get, but they don't give anything in return? Oh, that's hard. When you give to serve, you don't get burned out. Okay. Now, there are business economics that you got to keep in mind. And it's like, don't just go give all your time away. All right. That's not good. I'm saying use this as a weapon when you feel like you're getting into a place where your energy is kind of lagging. The fastest way I've ever seen to pull yourself out of that rut is to serve somebody. Anything worthwhile is going to be hard, and anything that's not hard is not worthwhile. So remember that. All right, three things you need to focus on. Three things you need to focus on. Three things you need to ask yourself probably every day in terms of like, how is this? Rate yourself on this on a scale of, you know, one to 10. Number one is activity. Action is the greatest antidepressant of all time. Activity. Activity. Most of the time, we feel super discouraged which is a pretty prominent right now because we're all getting out of the holiday stuff and people are coming out on, from vacation and things like that. Most of the time when you get really discouraged or you feel really overwhelmed, it'll come down to number one, you're, you're not doing anything. All right. So take seven days and do a time audit and look at where your time's going. If you feel really disempowered, do a time audit. What you'll find is you have these massive blocks that you have no idea what you're doing. And what you're probably doing is you're just like staring at Facebook. Or staring at Instagram, you're just walking around in circles. That's going to put you into a state of depression really fast. You're stuck because you're not doing anything. Do it. 
telling you, do a time audit. I do a time audit probably about once a month, and it's always extremely enlightening. So I'm like, hey, there's two hours here that I have no idea what I got done. Should probably fix that. And then the second thing that's very common when it comes to your activity is big vision, no mission. Big vision, no mission. Uh, let's say you have a big vision. You're like, I'm going to do $10 million a year, but you have no mission behind it. There's nothing meaningful. Then you'll burn yourself out. And here's the thing. Meaningful, sometimes a mission, sometimes a meaningful mission for you can simply be, I want to be rich. I want to be the richest person in my family. This depends on your temperament and your personality. Meaningful is defined by what's meaningful to you, not necessarily what is what someone else would say is meaningful. Who gives a shit whether someone else thinks that your mission is meaningful? It doesn't matter. In fact, I was talking to uh, somebody last week who they were getting themselves burned out because their mission was just about other people. They burned themselves out because they're like, what about me? They had no meaningful mission for themselves. You don't want to get out of balance here. You want to make sure that what's getting you out of bed and getting you to work actually is meaningful to you and drives you. It does no good for us to provide freedom for everyone else in the world if we're not free, if we stay stuck. All right. So forget what other people think is meaningful. Some of you are going to be like, man, I want to really make a difference and I really want to plug in and that's great. And that makes you want to get out of bed. And some people are like, yeah, I want to help people, but I want to get rich, whatever, whatever it is. Okay. This is a little, little add-on. Activity. You got to focus on your activity. The right activity. 80-20 activity. People who are worth a lot of money are obsessed with making sure that their activity stays consistent and consistently doing the right things. Number two is your attention. 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 These are three A's. Activity. Attention. Number two, you got to ruthlessly cut out anything that is neutral or negative. 99% of what happens to you is going to be either positive or negative. There's very little neutrality in the game today. Something is either taking you forward or something is either taking you backwards. Something is either empowering you or it's disempowering. And I'm shocked sometimes at how even me, I'll get addicted to negative streams of thought, putting my attention into negative things. Because there's a little bit of a buzz that you get from like, you know, following up on people who you know are up to no good. Or checking the news or like an old person you knew a long time ago who is a drama magnet. We love drama. Humans love drama. But here's the thing. If it is not pushing you forward, if, it, if, you, if you look at someone's post on Facebook and it makes you feel down or it makes you feel less empowered or like there's less opportunity or if it makes you feel scared or fearful, unfollow that mother effa. Right now, don't look at them again. Here's how you know if something is negative or positive. If it generates a feeling that makes you retreat, get away from it. And that's breaking an addiction. It is actually breaking a physical addiction because we are sometimes addicted to the activity streams or the flow of information that does not empower us. And sometimes it's more painful to not know what's going on. Perceptually, it's more painful to not know what's going on than it is to stay in your lane and ignore it. But I tell you, the long-term consequences of staying plugged into negative attention centers is going to hurt you. Activity, attention, number three, advantages. What advantages did I create for me today? 
millionaires and billionaires, they will pay a lot of money to create advantages in how they think, who they know, right? A 1% improvement in one area regarding how you think about something can make you 20 million over the next 10 years. It doesn't have to be massive, huge sweeping. Sometimes I think we get in this idea where it's like, man, I need to make a 10,000% ROI from this in the next three days. <laughs> okay. Well, that's how freaking people buy lottery tickets. That's not realistic most of the time. People get into real estate, they get into value add deals, and it's like they're looking for, if I can add one or 2% here and then one or 2% there, you, know, you have to become obsessive with just how do I create advantages? It doesn't have to be a thousand percent advantage, it could be a 1% advantage. You know, a small bump in the wealth of your network can make you $100 million over the course of your lifetime. We're just, we grossly underestimate the power, you know, little swings forward. So I mean, Chris, we pay a lot of money, man, like a lot of money every year to be around certain people that can give us maybe a 1% lift, not just in marketing. I mean, how do we think about ourselves? What about health and fitness? What about our relationship with our, with our spouses? Obsessed about advantages. Activity, attention, advantages. The mindset of a millionaire. Hope this has been helpful for you. You guys are incredible. Set your sights. Hit your targets. Let's rock and roll. Thank you.